Today's show is brought to you by Real Life Baby. Real Life Baby is a fabulous online resource where you will find a variety of tips on baby and toddler well-being in addition to the most thoughtfully sourced baby gear eco shop. Real Life Baby is a great resource for parents looking to surround their little ones with the safest, most nurturing materials available. I'm personally a big fan of the humanely sourced wool products. You can explore the Real Life Baby shop by heading to their website at reallifebabyecoshop.com. And for a short period of time, you can even get 10% discount by using the code CRICKET10, all one word. That's C-R-I-C-K-E-T-10. That's reallifebabyecoshop.com, discount code inspired after my own little bun in the oven, CRICKET10. Welcome back to another episode of the Fed and Fit Podcast. I am your host, Cassie Joy Garcia, bringing you back another awesome episode today with a Fed and Fit listener and reader. Her name is Lauren, and she's got a really wonderful story that I would love to share. It's kind of like a reverse interview, um, except Lauren and I started chatting not so much about some questions she had, but she wrote in and shared a little bit of her story. I said, would you be willing to come on the podcast and talk about that? Because I really think that her story and her journey um, is going to encourage and comfort a lot of folks out there. So welcome to the show, Lauren. Oh, thanks for having me. Thank you so much for coming on. Lauren, to tell you guys briefly about her, she is a nurse practitioner, right? I didn't write it down because I said I'd remember and now I'm doubting myself. Yes, you're right. (laughs) She's a nurse practitioner out of Houston, Texas and um, is an absolute doll. Thank you so much for coming on and making time for us today. Um, I would love it if you would tell us a little bit more about yourself and uh, maybe rewind the clock a little bit on your health journey. Sure. So, um, like you said, Cassie, my name's Lauren, and I work as a nurse practitioner um, full-time here in Houston. Um, I have two little boys, a one-year-old and a three-year-old, who keep me quite busy, my second full-time job, I always say, Um, and a wonderful, supportive husband who, um, you know, quite frankly, I couldn't do this journey without. So, um, that's a little bit of kind of who I am and where I'm coming from. Um, I always think that that's important because I think so often we always compare ourselves, you know, and like, oh, I could never do something like this. I have a full-time job or I'm a mom or I stay at home with my kids and they're in my hair all day. And I just like want people to know too that the project is so doable, even with super busy kind of crazy life and, um, and, you know, maybe not having, I don't just sit around all day and think about what I'm going to eat next and (laughs) plan my workouts, you know? So, um, I think that's important to know that it's doable no matter how busy your schedule is. Yeah. So I, and I don't, I don't want to interrupt you really quickly. Um, well, I'm going to interrupt you. I don't want yeah, to. Yeah, go ahead. But, <laughs> um, just so you guys know, if you're new listeners and you're not sure what she's talking about, the project that she's referring to is the Fed and Fit Project, and it is the online food and fitness, really healthy lifestyle kind of um, gentle guidance program uh, that my team and I run, and we, uh, we open it up once a month to new members um, to walk through sort of a feel-good reset and then on to figuring out what really works for you. I think that's in a nutshell. You can head to benefitproject.com to learn more. Okay, sorry, Lauren, take it away. 
Yeah, sounds great. So um, I started, I actually have celiac disease, which kind of puts a different spin on things. And that's, you know, sort of a disease. I hate the word disease, but it is what it is. And um, it just basically means that I have some uh, genetic and gut issues that allow me, I can't eat gluten or I can't consume gluten. And it's a little bit more than just uh, gluten doesn't make me feel good or maybe a gluten intolerance. It comes along with if I eat gluten, it increases my risk for cancer down the road and um, it causes a lot of inflammation. It's an autoimmune disease. So um, definitely gluten is an absolute never ever food for me, which doesn't always have to be the case for everyone. Um, but I was diagnosed with celiac about 12 years ago now. Um, and so I've been gluten-free for 12 years, unfortunately not really by choice. Um, and so that was kind of started this journey of, I remember when I got diagnosed with celiac and Googling it and it said I couldn't eat wheat and I was like, what in the world am I going to eat then? So, um, so that kind of started this journey of going from, it's kind of like the cliche paleo saying, but the standard American diet. Mm -hmm. um, to gluten-free and how that journey kind of happened when I'm in college in like the middle of nowhere in a sort of middle of Illinois and not really knowing. Uh, this was back before gluten-free was like kind of cool and hip and happening and mm -hmm. there wasn't, uh, you know, the gluten, quite frankly, the gluten-free products that were out there were terrible. Um, so at 20 years old in the middle of college, I had to sort of learn how to eat completely differently. Um, so then, you know, sort of fast forward, um, again, quite honestly, I had a lot of history of disordered eating, um, which I think unfortunately a lot of women in society, um, have. And so kind of went through all of that, um, in high school and through college and even after. And so you're working through this, you know, I, uh, going on different diets and I mean, I think, unfortunately, like a lot of people our age, I've tried it all from Weight Watchers to Atkins to Super Strict Paleo to, to everything else. Um, and I, I came to Paleo, I think, in, in a better spot emotionally and a better relationship with food than I had been um, in a long time, but still wasn't quite there yet. And um, you know, and yeah, I came into paleo with more of like a weight loss mindset and just long story short, I feel like I could talk about that just aspect alone for hours. Mm -hmm. That's evolved more into, especially post kids, kids change you a lot, um, more into like, I'm tired of worrying about how much I weigh. I, I think, and I told you this too, I don't even own a scale. That was part of my journey over the last few years that that just doesn't, that doesn't do me well. Um, so we don't even have a scale in our house, which like people are like shocked when I say that <laughs> even over Christmas, uh, my dad and I were talking about weight stuff and, you know, issues with that for him. And he's like, well, how much do you weigh? And I said, quite frankly, I have no idea. I mean, I could give you a very good estimate based on my history and knowing kind of where my body is, but I don't know. And I don't want to know, um, with my pregnancies, uh, I would get hop on the scale and face backwards and the nurse that weighed me always laughed at that, but I was like, I don't want to know. And I don't want you to tell me. <laughs> so, um, that's just an unhealthy place for me. And like you've talked about a lot, I think the scale is so far off of the good metric or goal of if we're doing well or where we're at in life. Mm -hmm. Um, so I came into 
let me backslide here a little bit, came into paleo with sort of a weight loss mindset. Post kids, that's really sort of gone away from for me, and I really just want to feel good. So I want to have energy. I want to feel good about the way I'm eating. I didn't want to do any more counting or measuring or don't eat this for 30 days or you're a horrible human being. <laughs> I just wanted to feel good about what I was eating, feel good about what I was giving my kids and just kind of revamp where we were at. Um, back in September, I had just finished breastfeeding um, our second baby. And I guess he's more of a toddler now. Um, and I thought, you know, when I'm done breastfeeding, I really want to kind of get our eating um, back on track. And I had come to Fed and Fit um, via Paleo OMG and, and sort of found you and thought, you know, I struggled to go back and forth of like, oh, should I do a Whole30, which is, which is a great program, but not really um, what I thought I, I needed at that time. And then I saw your project and the, the Path B, which I just think is awesome. And there's nothing like your project with Path B. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, to explain that a little, you have a Path A and a Path B, and the Path A is a little bit shorter and sort of a rip off the Band-Aid, and the Path B is more spread out and lets you set up goals um, to go throughout the project. And so I did the path B and it was just so awesome for me. And I felt like this was the first time that I didn't just listen to rules and like kind of the dogma of paleo. And um, you really give the freedom to, I, I think you even say in your book or on your podcast and in your blog that you're never off plan. And that was really freeing to me. So I think you can go through the project and you can follow the rules exactly to a T and, you know, but for me, that's not, it doesn't work for me because then I get into this all or nothing perfectionism thing mm -hmm. and you, you really have freed it up to say, even if you eat something off plan, you're not off plan, you know? So you just to have empowered decision-making. And so I would use kind of your goals and your um, dietary markers of what you were, what we were sort of eliminating that week, but also give myself the freedom to say, this is my goal, but if I go to a party and there's something there that I, oh my gosh, I haven't had that in a year and my friend makes <laughs> that and it's so yummy, I'm not going to leave there feeling deprived because I didn't try it. And I'm also not going to leave there gorging myself on it and feeling like I just screwed up. <laughs> so, um, you know, I kind of went into every situation with here's kind of what my plan is and here's the freedom I'm going to give myself. And I sort of made my own rules within your rules and really tailored it to sort of where I was at in life emotionally and physically and um, the goals that I had for myself and the goals that you helped me set up in your, through your project. And it just was a really, really good experience. That just makes my heart sing. I just have to tell you because I was so hesitant and I've probably talked about this before. I was so hesitant to put hard and fast rules out there, but you have to have something, right? Yes. yes it's, it's guidance. Yeah, it's, exactly. You have to have something, but, ex but your interpretation of it is 
all of my hopes and dreams. Um, you know, these are, this, this is some guidance, great word for it. Um, but at the end of the day where the real power and real value comes is what you decide is right for you. Um, and, and that mindset of there is nothing out of scope or off plan and you're not, never on the bandwagon or off the bandwagon. There's no bandwagon. <laughs> Just- yes. And you've said that and that like made me feel like I can do this because mm-hmm. I can, kind of use what you have as guidance and your weekly emails are so great and listening to your podcast is so great, but also to know that I have the freedom to, to, you know, maybe go off a little bit of plan and still get right back on. And I didn't like screw up a diet, you know, it's just my life. Yeah, exactly. It is. Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. And then how long ago did you complete the three months? Uh, Because so path B is is essentially the same format of path A. We just spread it out over three months. And with, as with Lauren, path B is definitely my favorite. You're not supposed to choose favorites, but (laughs) you own the program, but um, it is definitely my favorite. And if I could, that would be the only option out there, but a lot of folks would prefer to just kind of rip the bandaid off and that's fine. It works for some people. I'm not one of those people. Um, but, and I would caution people too with even if you think you're a rip the bandaid off person, because mm-hmm. I would have said, Oh, I'm a rip the bandaid off person five years ago or maybe even three years ago. But I thought I was, but I kept ripping the bandaid off over and over with different diets and challenges and it wasn't working. Mm-hmm. So, you know, at some point you have to say, you have to stop beating yourself up and saying, Well, I just suck. Like, I don't, you know, I don't. No, I'm not good at this. I don't have enough willpower. Like if you came out and started your car every day and every day it didn't start and every day you had to jump it, you wouldn't say, I don't know how to start my car. (laughs) You would say something is wrong with my car. So in the same way, I had to say, okay, it's not me. Something is not working with these rip the bandaid off approaches and approaches and I need something different. And that's what path B gives you. And, and I think too, like you have to look at your motives. So it's like, if you like, why, why is it important if someone is saying, well, I want to do this, rip the bandaid off and do this super quick. Uh, maybe they're looking at it from a weight loss approach or like, uh, you know, look, list out, I would say list out your motives of why you want to do the rip the bandaid off and then list out your long-term goals mm-hmm. and see if those things match up. So like for me, my long-term goals are to eat well, eat healthy so that myself and my husband and my family feel good. So doing that in 30 days, what's the difference of me spreading that out and maybe making it a little bit easier on us over three months? You know, so it just, mm-hmm. I just think that it, path B is such a great, great option. Oh, that's so awesome, man. What a great start to the day. You're making my whole day. <laughs> oh, good. Good. I'm glad. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. Well, do you have any other words of wisdom um, for someone can like, maybe that, that person who's sitting there thinking, you, you touched on it at the beginning of this, but um, that person who's like, I just, I don't have time to put myself first right now. I was having a conversation with my sister the other day and um, a lot of our friends and family members say, that's great, but I really, I'm just not in a place where I can prioritize my health right now. And I have some thoughts, but I'm curious to see what you would say to somebody who's kind of struggling with when is the right time to, to prioritize something like this. Yeah, sure. So that is, and that is really hard and I never want to downplay 
um, people's, uh, you know, like how busy they are, how much they have going on because, you know, my life is not your life and my story is not your story. So mm-hmm. if people say, oh, I don't have time to prioritize myself right now or I'm so busy, like I get that. <laughs> it is so, so hard. And um, especially, you know, here's, here's kind of a perfect example and I'll talk kind of more about food and exercise too. But, you know, prior to kids, my husband and I both co- did CrossFit and we loved it. Like, you know, we weren't like an everyday at the CrossFit gym type person, but four or five times a week we were at CrossFit. Um, our CrossFit was our community. You know, Saturdays was getting up, going to CrossFit, going to brunch with cro- CrossFit friends, maybe laying by the pool with CrossFit friends. Um, you know, it was just a lot of CrossFit and our lifestyle was active. And at that time we had a dog and we would, you know, do CrossFit and then we take dog for a walk and you had all these, all this free time. And, um, and then it, you know, once we had our, our first baby, it kind of, it all happened at once, but our CrossFit gym ended up closing, um, a, fu- a couple months after we had our first baby. And I really think that was a blessing in disguise because the first couple of months we tried to keep up the old exercise habits that we had with this newborn that meant everything and more to us. Yeah. And it, it, it wasn't work. Well, I take that back. It was working because I was on maternity leave, but it was not going to be work. It was not going to work when I had to go back to my, you know, seven to four job that is, you know, I work outside of the home and, um, it, you know, our, our son or both of our sons now are in daycare and there was no way that I was going to be able to send my kid to daycare all day then, you know, come home and put him in daycare again to go to, a, to the gym or, you know, you want to spend every moment you can um, with your kids. And so I knew that that wasn't going to work. But what ended up happening was our CrossFit gym closed and sold all, sold all the equipment and they were very sweet and sold it to the members first. So members got to come and pick out whatever equipment they wanted and, and buy it from the gym. So we were able to kind of set ourselves up with a home gym. Awesome. Um, and so have just sort of done CrossFit style workouts at home. And that worked wonderful for us because we can get, a, I can get up before work and work out before my son's even up. And I don't feel like I'm taking away from him. And also I love, love, love working out in the morning. That's kind of what gets me going. Then fast forward, we had baby number two and now things have gotten crazier. <laughs> and um, baby number two, I mean, God love him. His first three months were hard, 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 hard. He was colicky. He cried. I felt like nonstop and working out was the last thing that I cared about. Um, and five years ago, if you would have told me that I was going to go six months without touching a weight or working out at all, mm-hmm. I would have said, you are crazy. And I will, I would die before I would ever do that. <laughs> and he, lo and behold, here it is. Like I went six months without working out one lick of exercise. <laughs> and I, and quite frankly, that's where we were in life. Yeah. And so if someone would have said to me at that time, well, you just need to prioritize yourself. I would have slapped them. So, um, you know, like I was, we were going to work every day, like leaving, I'm talking, leaving the house at six 30, getting home at between four 30 and five, and then having a three or two and a half year old that we're trying to like spend time with and a newborn that's crying from five to 10 PM. There was no way that I could have found time to work out. There's no way. And so I think if that's kind of where people are at, that's okay. Like understand where you're at in life. And again, you even have said this in your book or in your podcast, so, you know, it kind of jumbles together, but that sleep and water and food are much more of a priority than exercise. Um, and that was really 
encouraging to me too, especially when I look back at that time and think, oh, could I have made time to work out? But you know, I did try to prioritize other things. I tried to prioritize our sleep. I tried to prioritize what we were eating. And it wasn't like I just totally went off the bandwagon. Mm -hmm. So then fast forward and we're trying to get back into exercising. And so we're starting to exercise at home again. Um, and then, you know, I started, then when we, then I was done breastfeeding. And so that was a whole nother, you know, I had to get up at 4.30 and pump every morning before work. And so I, so, I said, as soon as I'm done with this morning pump, I'm going to keep getting up, but exercise. And so actually, you know, since I started the project, I've been using the exercises you have on your website and the exercises you have in your book. Awesome. So I think at home workouts are a great way if someone is really strapped for time. Mm -hmm. um, I think this is a great spot to stop and hear from one of our sponsors. Today's episode is brought to you by my friends at ButcherBox. ButcherBox delivers grass-fed, grass-finished, pastured beef, chicken, and heritage breed pork to your door each month. The animals are humanely raised and are never introduced to hormones or antibiotics. I have been a loyal fan and customer of ButcherBox for over a year now and love my monthly butcher box delivery because it helps me get healthy, nutrient-packed protein on my table with ease. To order your own butcher box, head to www.butcherbox.com forward slash fed and fit podcast where you can get $15 off plus free bacon with your order. Again, that's www.butcherbox.com forward slash Fed and Fit podcast for $15 off and free bacon with your order. Mm -hmm. um, but again, I think if you're just starting out new and you're not working out and you're not, I, you know, you're just starting the project, let's say, I think it's okay. Like the first month of the project, to be honest, I didn't work out because we had some other, you know, family and personal things going on. And it was enough for me to just focus on my food and my water and my sleep. And so the whole first month of the project, I didn't work out at all. Mm -hmm. And then I think because I was doing projects and I was feeling so good and I was prioritizing sleep and I was prioritizing eating, then I was able to find time to, to make some workouts come back into my life and work again. Oh, that's so awesome. Lauren, do you just want to come in over and have coffee every week? Yes, yes, I would love that. I love it. <laughs> We're pretty close to each other. San Antonio's not that far. Um, you touched on exactly, exactly what my, where my heart was oriented is, you know, there's, there's this mindset that if we don't have time or we don't feel like we have the ability or the time or we're not in the right place to do it all, that we can't do any of it. Yes, yeah. You know, and, um, and uh, for example, so Lauren and I are chatting right now. This episode is probably going to air close to Easter, <laughs> right? <laughs> but we're chatting um, right in the beginning of January, and my baby girl is due anytime, but she's still in my tummy. And I, you guys, I have not been working out lately, and that's okay. It really yes. is, you know, to kind of reiterate um, and just underline and bold what she was saying. The most important things are rest, hydration, and for me, of course, um, nutrition. But for me right now, I'm spending as much time as I can trying to get work set up so that I can be with her as much as possible in these next several months. Um, and that, what that goes to play into is a healthy mindset 
right? Because, and you have to sit there and you have to think what makes sense for me. And there's no one size fits all. Um, exactly what she's saying. And don't let anybody tell, don't let anybody cover you in shoulds. <laughs> you, <Yes>. should, <laughs> you, you should be doing this and you should be doing that. I absolutely could get up from the couch and do 10 air squats, but I am not. <laughs> oh gosh, I know. And they're like, the, like, well, you know, get up and do 10 air squats every commercial. You're like, can I just lay on the couch? Like, <laughs> I'm about to have a baby. So totally. yeah, yes. And when you're so worn I, out and you've got two toddlers running around and you're up at 4.30 pumping and you're going back to work and you have a husband and all these things that are wonderful, right? They're just so wonderful. If you need to just sit there and sit there, that's way more important if that's going to help build a healthier mindset than getting up and, and working out for those, you know, for the commercial period. Um, yes. so I'm with you. That was so beautifully put. Thank you for sharing that. And I think going back to what you said too, is also don't, don't find yourself in a slippery slope where, you know, you use your busyness as an excuse either because, yeah. you know, maybe you don't have time to exercise, but you do, you have to find, you do, you have to find something that you can do, you know? Mm -hmm. So, and I have found for me personally that if I even set myself a small goal and I feel like, all right, I accomplished that, then that makes me feel better. It energizes me. And then before I know it, it's a slippery slope of things are getting back into place. So like you said, don't, you know, say, well, since I can't work out, I'm just going to eat pizza and ice cream every night, you know, mm -hmm. because what, why bother? And so you have to, going back to like, does the rip off the bandaid approach for you or does small goals work for you? It's like, if you are just totally off the rails and you're trying to figure out where to start, just set a small, easy goal, you know, and maybe that is the only thing I'm going to care about this week is that I get as much water as I can during the day. And that's the only thing I'm going to worry about this week. But then at the end of the week, you do it and you're like, yes, I'm awesome. Now what can I do this week? You know? So, yeah. and that's kind of what the path B does is it slowly eases you into things. And, and I'll be honest too. I hope you don't care that I say this. There no, was one week that we had some family stuff going on and I forget even what week it was in path B, but you were supposed to give up something this week and then something else the next week. And I just knew that if I flipped those two weeks, my life was going to be a lot easier. So I did. And Good. it was great. <laughs> and it made me, you know, like, so I think too, it's okay to take the rules and then make them fit your life because that is how you're going to stay on task or that's how you're going to keep making progress. Oh, that's so. so beautiful, man. That really, it really does make me so happy. Um, I had a conversation with Dr. Bowman. Uh, he started the Bowman Nutrition College out of California. And that episode will air. It'll have aired by now. <laughs> there you <laughs> um, go. Sometime in the next couple of months. Uh, but something that he came out and said that I really identify with as well was he was like, yeah, I created this program. But um, he says, by no means do I want people to just do what I'm saying. Mm. And um, and I just think that there is that that – whether there's so many wonderful resources out there in the world and I want you to go, I, I want you to gravitate to what calls to you, right? Cause there's going to be the right size and the right fit for you out there somewhere, right? The right, um, whether it's a program or a, or a community or some sort of a support group or something that just makes you feel great, there's going to be a time and a season for different ones out there. So find what works for you. But 
I would encourage everybody when you're looking for something, look for the ones that say, here are some parameters and go figure out how to make it right for you. Um, they're a little bit less, I guess, dogmatic about their practices. Even so, the creator of this nutrition program, um, of course he has very staunch you know, opinions as nutrition and um, functional medicine and things like that pertain to himself. But when it comes to teachings, he left everything so open-ended, and I really admire that. And so I would encourage folks to seek something, a resource like that out. I just felt called to say that for a second. But um, anyways, Lauren, I sorry to side rail, but thank you so much for sharing all that wonderful information. Do you have anything else you want to leave with listeners? Yes, I think something I have to say to oh, I would be upset if I didn't, is I would say the number one thing this is personal, personally, but the number one thing that I think made me successful, or I know, I know it's what made me successful, was the journaling. Um, and I think even if you start out with your only goal of, I'm going to journal what I ate today, and I don't mean measuring or counting or even saying I had 10 grapes, but just saying I had grapes. You know, mm -hmm. even just, I used... Um, your, your template, and I'm, I'm such a nerd. I printed out the templates for the whole 12 weeks, and I made myself a binder of week one, week two, week three, all the way through 12. You're and I made, awesome. myself, <laughs> I made myself my own little binder, and I wrote down my goals every week. So week one, and I, you know, I did them each week because I knew they were going to evolve. So week one would be um, I had a food, a hydration, a sleep, a mindset, and um, activity. And so if you look through my goals, how they changed is awesome. And it's kind of just like I was saying of it's a slippery slope of you start small and you, and you work your way up. So, you know, the first part of the project is to get rid of bad oils, right? Mm -hmm. So my food goal that week was to get rid of bad boils, bad oils, sorry. But haha, -ha, I had already done that, but <laughs> I haven't, you know, we don't cook with those oils at home anymore anyways. And we cook with avocado oil and coconut oil and sometimes a little bit of olive oil, but coconut oil and avocado oil are what we use day in and day out. So even though that was the first goal, I still put it as my goal because it's something I can check off and feel good about because I knew that some of the other goals I was going to list or things I, I wasn't doing. Mm -hmm. So I set like a bedtime goal and I set, you know, like I said, I didn't work out the first month of the project. So honestly, I just put a big X through that activity section in the, um, in the, in the journal. Cause I knew that I was going to wait a month before I was going to start adding activity back. But I did put a goal of a number of steps I wanted to get that day. And so my steps like gradually increased each week. Um, my bedtime gradually moved back each week. My goals for food changed each week. And then just one of my goals was that I would journal every day. And, um, and so that was a huge thing for me. And then I added, you know, with mindset, I said, you know, like week one, I think I said, I'm going to list one thing I'm proud of every day. Then the next week was I'm going to list one thing I'm proud of and one thing I'm thankful for every day. Um, so those journals really became um, such a good resource for me. And Again, I work full time. I have two kids. I wasn't spending an hour on this journal every night. Um, sometimes I would spend maybe three minutes and sometimes I would spend maybe 20. It just depended on sort of what our night looked like and kind of what had happened that day. And mine was as basic as I would write down what I ate and then you, you're like the next column on the journal is how you felt immediately after and then how you felt two hours after. And I would put like one or two words. It wasn't this like long drawn out, let me 
contemplate how those eggs made me feel in my soul. <laughs> it was just, you know, had eggs for breakfast, really satisfied after, still really satisfied two hours later. You know, so it just, those journals um, really helped me process the day and process where I was at. So... Oh, that's awesome. The journaling really is key. I mean, again, just to underline, bold, highlight. Yes. <laughs> Lauren Singh, journaling really, really is key. And 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 to your point, it, I, it's not that we need to be writing down because I'm I'm decidedly not a macro counter by any yes. stretch of the imagination. Um, it's not that we need to write down. I had 27 raspberries. It's just I had raspberries with breakfast kind of a deal you know it's more a we're qualifying what is that the right way to put it um what's actually showing up on our plate not necessarily quantity or if we are talking about quantity it's big picture but it can really be the analogy i use for whatever reason i keep going back to it is that you know when you're building your own plan and you're trying to figure out what works for you it's so easy in the moment to think i'll remember this you know, like, let's say you have a big sweet potato with dinner, and then the next morning you get up and you go and you work out and you feel awesome in that workout. And you're like, wow, I've never had more energy. I ran my fastest 400, and I PR'd my deadlift. Who knows? I'm making big promises on right. sweet potato. But, <laughs> you know, hey, you never I, know. You never know. Especially a white sweet potato. Exactly. Those, <laughs> those Japanese sweet potatoes are so good. Yes. Um, you know, and, and you think, oh gosh, I had that big sweet potato with dinner and some coconut milk on it. And I also got a full night's sleep and I got all this water yesterday. I will never forget this. Well, as when life gets complicated and things get a little difficult and maybe you're having a week where you're feeling a little crummy and you're like, gosh, I wish I could just feel that way again. When you try to remember what you did, it's more difficult. But if you have it written down and all you have to do is flip through and see sweet potato, full night's sleep, water, felt awesome and work out. You know, it's not that it's always going to be that simple, but it kind of helps us slowly start to decode what really works for our bodies and how do we break out of the temptation instead of saying, gosh, I want to feel that way again, maybe I need to do another diet. Right. You know? Yeah. Maybe the answer is so much more simply put in, you know, what what lesson learned did you already go through and work through and document so that you can just go and have a cheat sheet on yourself. So, um, that's wonderful. I'm so glad. So, I mean, I know you, it, clearly you got so much more out of journaling and that was you, you know, that's definitely um, it is what you make of it, and I think that it, it can be such a powerful, powerful tool, not just for decoding nutrition, um, personalized nutrition tips, but also in just a general mindset state, and also staying kind of on, on the offense in terms of, I'm in control of this, and I'm not at the mercy of this program controlling me. Yes. Um, so, man. And that, I think, is huge, and you have to sort of tell yourself that over and over, you know, mm -hmm. that, um, that you, this is not a, oh my gosh, if you eat off plan, then you better start all over, mm -hmm. um, that you can sort of give yourself the freedom to, to, you know, do your best to stay within the guidelines. And some weeks you're going to follow it to a T and then some weeks it's, you you might go a little bit off plan, but I would encourage people to not just go off plan because, you know, there was, a Hershey kiss sitting on their coworkers desk that they ate just on a whim, mm -hmm. but more of like a planned 
Um, I know that we're going to go out to dinner with our friends on Friday night, and maybe I'm already past the giving up alcohol part, but I'm going to have one glass of wine, and then I'm going to see how I feel. Mm -hmm. You know, and if I feel like crap, then okay, then I need to go back and maybe be 100% alcohol-free for a while. But if I had one glass of wine and then I don't have another one for three weeks and it really didn't affect me, then it's okay. Like, it doesn't mean that you just blew this diet and now you should just, like, eat bonbons and, and ice cream all day. So Yeah. Oh, man, that's so it. I just want to high-five you. Um, <laughs> I'd probably hug you, actually. Either. <laughs> I'll take both. You'll take both. Awesome. <laughs> Lauren, I cannot thank you enough for taking the time to come on and share your awesome story and your words of wisdom with everybody. I mean, I, I'm encouraged hearing you. <laughs> so, well, good. You good. You should be. And I, you know, I, I really appreciate all the hard work that you put into it and put out there for, for us. And it's helped me tremendously. Oh, good. Well, it, that means the world to me, and that's definitely why I do it. Um, and if you guys want to learn more about the project, like I said before, you can head to fedandfitproject.com, and that'll take you to a little bit more information and links to get signed up. We start, like I said, the first week of every month, and we don't jump in with a, okay, diet starts Monday. We try to do seven days of prep, you know, because that way you can really be intentional and get those um, all those ducks in a row strategically before we jump into something and be very, very mindful of it. Um, but thank you again for coming on. Thanks everybody for listening. As always, you can find a full transcript for today's show over at fedandfit.com under the show notes. And as always, we'll be back again next week. 